Hello, everyone, and welcome to No Planet B, a podcast where we're talking about climate change and its effects on Planet A. I'm Wyatt, and uh, while Brianna and I are preparing for some new interviews, I, in the meantime, wanted to give you this episode that I'm going to go ahead and call No Planet B Lounge because I like the way that it sounds and feels. Um, it's going to be selections of conversation that we had with our previous guests. And um, just so it's not too jarring, you are going to hear different voices. Uh, we have Stephanie Powell talking about biodiversity, Aaron Lee talking about astrophysics. We have Dylan and Matt from Estuary Oysters talking about aquaculture. We have Felipe Sardi talking about uh, coffee farming. And we have Brianna and I talking absolute nonsense sometimes, just the two of us. Uh, I tried to guide it so that the subjects kind of make sense in order, but obviously that's not going to happen all the way through. Also, with uh, lounge episodes like this in the future, what I'd like to do is get music from our listeners or from anyone who makes music that wants to see it on this podcast. Uh, So at the end, we actually have a song from a musician known as Rainy Day. The song is called Summerland Avenue. So that's going to be our our playoff music. And I hope y'all enjoy the episode. So uh, follow me to the lounge. Another initiative Duncan's trying to do, though, on the positive side is they're trying to eliminate those awful styrofoam cups they use by 2020. Yeah, they just need to, like, work on, like, sourcing sustainably as well as, like, promoting sustainable practices with their consumers because, like, the styrofoam cups are just kind of inexcusable, you know? Yeah. And and honestly, the, the quicker that they decide to source these more sustainably, the better. Because, like, if they're going to these big companies that are already huge or that are giving these farmers uh, a bad deal. When climate change, when when those factors start to hinder coffee production, it's not going to hit those big farms as much. It's going to hit the little farms. And if these little farms already aren't getting the support that they need, when these when the temperature changes, it's going to be even harder for them if they didn't have the support of these people sourcing their coffee. If people are supporting them now, then when the change comes, I feel like there's a better chance that they adapt. You want to go to some listener cues? I would be delighted to do that. Maybe this one's for you. This first one's for you. Um, <laughs> will this affect my frappuccinos? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just, yes. Even though, although your frappuccino is barely coffee. But, Rip. But there you go. Yeah. Sorry if that hurt your feelings, but. I don't yes, have it, any. 
you're right. At this point, um, nothing's left. <laughs> <laughs> um, will this affect my Farmville? <laughs> yes. Also, yes. I, I'm, um, a, I'm no, about to, I'm about to turn answer. my phone off. I'm about to shut my laptop. <laughs> I can't handle that. I've changed my answer from yes. From what did I say the first? Fuck. No, it's not going to affect your Farmville. In fact, Farmville is going to be the only sanctuary we have left once we can't have coffee. It'll be like a memorial to what used to be, you know? Mm-hmm. That'll be, we'll put on our VR goggles, we'll, we'll go into Farmville, and we'll teach our kids and our kids' kids what farming used to be like, because now we don't have it anymore. Yeah. Uh, the best way to prepare a farm is through conserving and promoting biodiversity. So basically... Uh, trying to replicate nature the way that a forest works uh, will help your land, you know, be more resilient. Your farm and your plantation yeah. be more resilient to to climate change. If you think about a forest, um, you have so many species that are working together, you know, that are protecting uh, each other. Of course, they are also competing for for resources, for sunlight, for water, for nutrients. But they also create a, a more resilient environment in which you barely see soil erosion, for instance, happening. Um, mm. And also, uh, uh, you know, the, many of the pests and diseases that attack one plant are also attacked by other macro or microorganisms that inhabit, um, you know, species that are next to them, you know. You create a more resilient environment through biodiversity. Uh, and you know, to be a, a little bit more specific, we try to include at least 24 to 30 species per hectare, um, different than coffee uh, at the farm. And these include, you know, shade trees and, um, you know, medium-height trees, uh, also shrubs and other low-growing um, species, uh, you know, to bring in many other elements to the system that could, you know, act together and, and protect against climate change. We interviewed a, a coffee grower, Felipe, and you mentioned that mm. one of the best ways to adapt for a farm to adapt to climate change is by promoting biodiversity. So, like, certain farmers instead of just growing a specific coffee bean they would also start growing cocoa or like cardamom to like kind of promote diversity yeah that's so cool to hear i'll be interested in um listening to your interview with him i think that's really true and i'm glad to hear that they're practicing those so there's sort of like two um ways to think about it one is that you know when you are practicing something like agroforestry for example with coffee um where you have sort of like intermittent fruit trees between your crops it's not just like a big field of only coffee but you have other species and crops mixed in so one those kinds of food systems will be less vulnerable to pests and pathogens and other stressors in the first place um and then secondly i had mentioned that you know we still need the wild relatives of these domesticated crops for their genetic diversity so there's sort of two reasons why maintaining biodiversity is so important to our food systems people take for granted a lot what it takes to get food on their on their plates oh yeah and i i i went to florida state university i majored in business not knowing specifically what i wanted to do as a career Mm. um if you'd have told Mm -hmm. me you know, 10 years ago, I was going to be an oyster farmer. I'd have believed you, but I'd have laughed. I'd been, you know, it would have been one of those things been like, I could see me doing something like that, but what a weird path that must have taken. Sounds like me. <laughs> right. Um, but one of the things that I've learned that I, I hope, if there's any point that gets across, is that there's a lot of hard work 
and a lot of sacrifice that goes into feeding people. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there have always been studies and, and estimates like this. So me saying this almost feels stupid, but there's a, you know, a study out there that says that by, by the year 2050, um, the global population will exceed our ability to feed it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of work going into answering that problem and finding a solution to that. And we, we feel that we're a big part of that. Um, there, you can, you can gather, uh, I think it's for, for every one gram of protein that you can get from an acre of land, you can get 30 grams from water, not just directly, but indirectly. So again, going back to the fact that we're, we grow the keystone species. So we could feed the population with oysters, but we can also help feed the population with fish. That is going to be the direction that our, that food needs to take in America. Water. And yeah, is yeah. Seafood, local seafood. The, the bottom layer of the, um, the pyramid that I'm an idiot about again, cause I don't know. The, no, the, no, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So, oh, Ma- yeah, yeah Ma- okay. Maslow's. I was, sorry, I wasn't God, ready for that. I'm, 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 I'm Maslow's hierarchy yeah. of needs. Yeah, where the bottom is like food, and yeah, the top like is like self actualization. Right. Yeah, yeah, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Thank you. So, uh, we tend not to think much about those like bo- that bottom layer because yeah. it's like it's a given in our country. We're very blessed for that. For sure. Yeah. But just because it's there now doesn't mean it's going to be there in the future. Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah. of our attention as a country right now are on things that it's not that they don't matter, but they are distracting in a lot of ways from things that, that not only do matter, but matter in a way that's really big and really important. Yeah. So um, focusing on solutions to properly feed ourselves is something that we, we do every day. Yeah. And we encourage people to also participate in that conversation. Um, and we're very active, actually, in, like, bringing people out on the boat, um, you know, bringing people out on the water. You want to have an oyster right out of the water, we're more than happy to do it. Sick. Um, That's so, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, almost kind of like we skipped that, or not we skipped, but, like, there's a potential there to skip that bottom layer when it comes to, like, a global concern. Mm-hmm. And in, in these countries where we have that uh, privilege, you kind of go to the middle ones. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the top ones of, like, yeah. people who are working or people who are, like, going for self-actualization or like yeah. you know people who study all the time and don't like eat food like all right. day or something yeah. right you can kind of take that bottom layer for granted when that in reality that's going to become a bigger and bigger issue as the population gets yeah totally larger. totally and i and i and even i was guilty of of not thinking about it yeah. until working in that industry and seeing firsthand what those problems were yeah so it's it's an easy thing to get caught up in that's so interesting dude do you guys ever find plastic out there yeah all the time. You know what was really kind of jarring after the hurricane was getting to see as much effort as we put into not polluting the water. Yeah. That hurricane, it was like, it almost made it seem worthless. Really? There's so much shit in the water after that hurricane came through. Gross. From styrofoam, like entire, so a lot of the floating docks down there, which I, I, I would like to see a law put in place to prevent this, but a lot of the floating docks down there uh, they float because there there's a layer of styrofoam beneath them. Mm-hmm. So like like huge chunks of styrofoam. I almost think that it's more environmentally friendly to just throw your trash directly into the ocean than it is to throw it in the trash to have it be shipped over to India to then have it pushed back into the ocean. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh I know it's a really shitty way of thinking about it. I know that's wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, to answer your question, we do find a lot of plastic in the water. <laughs> Like how people propose, like just 
throwing trash <laughs> into um, space. <laughs> Like that kind of thing. Yeah. The good thing there is that space is hella big. So if you throw trash into space, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. really, who cares? Um, because it, it, it will be, you know, such a tiny, tiny, minute um, impact on the on the entire universe. <laughs> but um, maybe that's not the right mentality to have. But I mean, that isn't that isn't an idea. Yeah, it's interesting. I kind of I haven't really thought about it. But my gut check says, yeah, that sounds fine. (laughs) (laughs) If I had to have a big takeaway is that, you know, we should all get in the habit of always trying to make informed decisions based on data and what people that are experts in a particular subject are saying. Kind of what I was talking about with, you know, a phone phone in a car versus, you know, um, climate change. You know, again, unfortunately, since climate change has become a political thing and uh, I don't want to make any assumptions or statements about... um, the political leanings of your listeners, but mm-hmm. the data suggests that this administration does not support climate change science. Yeah. Uh, though I am, I'm happy to see that NASA, you know, if you go to NASA's website on climate change, they still have a very pro humans are causing climate change statement. Excellent. Um, and what I like about what I like about the statement that they make is that they kind of, they tie it back to the scientific method and they talk about um, that, Climate change is likely the result of human activity, you know, and it include and they have a footnote about this that says, you know, we come to this conclusion from the repeated application of the scientific method. We are looking at the data and this is what the data suggests. We are not making any sort of personal bias statement. We are just using the scientific method and this is what data is saying. Would you say that there's any potential benefits of climate change biodiversity in that sense? Or Yeah, that's such a good question. So first of all, I looked at that um, article <laughs> first and I was like, oh, cool. Like my my research got press, you know, and then <laughs> just before <laughs> I'm like, great, people are interested in my research. It's getting out there. Um, just before our Skype, I like scroll down to the comments and I was like, oh, my yeah was this the first time you'd seen it yes that article i'm so sorry no it's fine i'm like i welcome the opportunity to um talk about the more nuanced issue in that paper so yeah first of all such a good question like are there any benefits to climate change so absolutely like with climate change there will be winners and there'll be losers of climate change okay so I don't think there is a scientist or an ecologist out there who's who would argue with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the key question or the the key um, issue is that the, the, is that we depend on these species and these ecosystems and on biodiversity. So um, there might be winners and there might be losers, but those winners will result in or that change will result in a very very different earth than we depend on right now. Uh, So Mm. if we just think about climate change, the earth has experienced, it's been warmer than it is currently. Okay. So scientists are not trying to say that this is, that the earth can't handle warmer temperatures. It's definitely been warmer, but humans were not living on earth at that time. It was an inhospitable earth to us. So it's not a question about just, you know, 
that this question about like good or bad in terms of climate change really has to do with our existence and our dependence on the earth. It's not like some inherent good or bad for the earth. It's about what we depend on. I'm so ready. Okay. Two planets meet. The first one asks, how are you? Not so well, the second answered. I've got the homo sapiens. <laughs> Don't worry, the other the other replied. I had the same. It won't last long. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? This is my bit, okay? <laughs> if you wanted something not problematic, you shouldn't have offered. <laughs> that one's good. All right, cool. This is kind of buck wild is that it's hotter than our July of 2016, which was the previous record. But the reason that one was so hot is because it was in the middle of one of the strongest El Nino events ever recorded. And this one, we're we're not in El Nino right now. Yeah. Yeah. There was, you know, Wyatt, I thought that that was the hottest year because there were a lot of good albums, but I guess I'm wrong. (laughs) What albums came out in 2016? (laughs) Hold on. I don't even Because now say this is the, now you've done this to me. <laughs> List of 2016 albums. Oh, Blonde by Frank Ocean. I mean. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was Green Day's Revolution Radio any good? Because that may have made the global temperature a little bit cooler. Let's see. <laughs> no, it says 98% of uh, everyone uh, on Google liked this album, so definitely didn't help with the temperature increase. Yeah, so this this year, 2016 was so damn hot because it was one of the strongest El Nino events on record. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, fine. 2019 comes around and says, hey, check this out. Not our El Nino events, not that strong. However, our July, still hot as hell because of uh, Ariana Grande, Frank Ocean, and Beyonce. Just kidding, it was, it was carbon emissions, but. Right. So I kind of want to talk about single-use plastic bags. <laughs> okay, and how, sick. How shitty those are. Um, <laughs> so let's just like. This one's, we're really gonna earn that explicit tag for this one. So I work at a grocery store. I'm not gonna say which because I feel like I get in trouble for that. Whatever. But. People really be using plastic bags for the dumbest shit. Like, like people will get a pack of cigarettes, and I'll be like, do you need a bag with that? And they'll be like, yeah. I'm like, why? Of course. Why? Why? <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm just saying, like, people have gotten in such of a habit of using them. <laughs> they, It's like a, a, what is it called? <sighs> A, a crutch, a crutch. That's what I was looking for, a crutch. Google Amazon Fire. And you know what comes up, though? What? Jeff Bezos's tablet. Really? Yes, the Amazon Fire is a tablet that comes on. <laughs> a seven-inch tablet at an incredible price. Can we talk about... What's important, Jeff? He clapped. That he's pissed. Please. 
I know you didn't pay any taxes last year. Can we, can you, can I, can you help other people focus? Can you donate money to things that matter? Maybe he already is. I, I honestly, I don't know that he's not, but I like to yell. Anyway. Are you subtweeting Jeff? I'm not subtweeting Jeff. I am 100% <laughs> hands on site. Also get political. Make sure. Yeah. Those men and women in pantsuits. They're important to talk to. Yeah, of course. They're, and they're vote. All, yeah. Yeah. Vote. Ooh. Please vote. If you're under 18, um, you can, because one day vote. you can. Talk to people about voting. <laughs> can you imagine five-year-olds voting? No. <laughs> Are you doing that right now? Are you imagining that right now? I, I just imagine, like, you know how um, restaurants have m- menus for kids? There'd be, like, a coloring book, right? Yeah. Like at at the polls. Oh my god. And they would god. have like like uh f- maybe you could like color in the faces of the people running. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be cute. Right? That'd be cute. Thinking. Haters are gonna hate, but haters would hate it, that. I mean I did I remember you what? <laughs> I said it could be a good idea. Could be a good idea. Someone take us up on that. I do remember as a kid though, not maybe not a kid, maybe middle school doing like the the, the fake voting, the kid voting. Oh no, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember voting for Nader because I thought it was funny in middle school. You've always uh, been a jokester, haven't you? Uh, yeah. I've tried. God knows <laughs> I've tried. My therapist knows I've tried. Um. Um, but so there was a uh, United Nations climate report that came out last October. And apparently after that, people started talking about climate change in their therapy sessions. So this is a therapist named Andrew Bryant who says, some people expressed anxious feelings and we kept talking about it over our next sessions. Yeah, I mean, sounds like something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did a, um, I, I was curious about this because uh, you, I feel like you and I are able to talk about this stuff enough that it doesn't it maybe doesn't depress us because environmental science kind of is our passion a little bit. And so being able to talk about it and being able to talk to experts and stuff is actually pretty fun. Even though the, you know, the premise is a little bit grim. I don't ever feel that super depressed about it. Uh, So I did a little Instagram poll to see how many people were also feeling that. Yeah. And it was quite a few people talking about how their therapists. Yeah, no, I had some people actually tell me that like they would tell their therapists hey, like climate change is coming and, you know, it, it threatens our generation and generations after us. Yeah. It's no. kind of nuts. It, um, I think for me, it, it doesn't depress me as much as it used to because when I first heard yep. about it, I was kind of living in this bubble where I had no idea what was going on. And like, like when you first hear about the crazy effects it has on the environment and people and health, it really gets to you. But I think I've found hope in the fact that I'm dedicating myself to trying to do something about it. So that's where I'm yeah. kind of coming from. In this article, this um, it's Kaiser Health News. Someone said yeah. that they, they found activism as a form of therapy. So The one that kind of stuck out to me was one in The Guardian, and it was a quote from the current chair of IPBES, um, Ana Maria Hernandez. 
she doesn't necessarily see huge transformative change happening immediately. But what gives her optimism are young people. And I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. You, seriously, I'm like so excited you guys are doing this podcast. I felt like that kind of captured exactly how I feel too. How mindful? How mindful are you at any given moment, Brianna? I didn't really think much about it, so I guess not very. <laughs> I would argue that that's. <laughs> the opposite of mindfulness. Yeah. It's, it's not thinking much about it. <laughs> what holds in the atmosphere? Gravity. The magnetic field of the Earth. Should, should we just do rapid fire? <laughs> <laughs> Gravity. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping for. Four out, of five, four out of five times, the answer to everything in astronomy is gravity. Um, Good. But, uh, <laughs> but gravity holds in the atmosphere of the Earth. Um, the Earth's magnetic field prevents it from, from the surface of the atmosphere from continuously evaporating. Cool. Recent reports, I don't know if, you've, if you guys have read, there's a, a recent study... Uh, of the global impact of climate change on, on coffee. Mm. And it, it's actually very sad. You know, it predicts that um, that land actually suitable for coffee will be reduced by 50% from today's levels only in uh, 2050. It's brutal, huh? And a lot of people, when they hear about climate change, sometimes their response is, oh, well, can't they move? Like, can't they go up the mountain a little bit if it's going to get hotter? Is there any solution that involves that, like that you would see being um, possible any solution that involves people like getting up and and moving their farms well i mean um it, it is possible and i've seen it happen it's actually happening people are changing um land that used to be uh, you know um, put to grow coffee for things like cocoa or or, or other crops and they are going up the mountain but that as you say that you know that requires uh deforestation in most of the cases yeah. And it, it may offer a short period, uh, you know, a, a short-term solution to those farmers, but it will definitely have devastating effects for humanity. And are you ready for the final one? Yes. As the dolphin's domain increases... <laughs> Jesus, who said that? I can't believe that. As the dolphin domain increases... And humanity's land disappears. What guerrilla tactics will we have to resort to in our fight for available farmlands? Wow, I'm at a loss. I guess, like, if you had to think of how you wanted to fight dolphins, not like a dolphin, but like the dolphins, how would you do like it? Like the Miami dolphins? They'd be in Miami as well. Not the, the team would, they'd be <laughs> on our side. I feel like they'd switch sides to the actual dolphins. <laughs> With the ant, with the mammals, huh? Yeah, I think it's a possibility. I don't uh, know. You know I, what I would I say would... to that? That what I would say to that person who asked that question? Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Wow. <laughs> Very nice.
Out of my hands, gonna jump off. Gonna hit there cause the sun's out. Sweat in my hair cause I just ran. Watermelon taste fill my mouth. Went out and then I swam. Some of the best days will have a plan. I'm just saying, it's summertime. I'm feeling good. Come with me, I know you would. Jump street, don't wanna break it. Then my grandma's hit the lake in. We can chill there till the day ends. I'll be there as long as you want. Group your foot, really hit the spot. Grandma come clutch with the towels. Sun helping out with the flowers. Pretty, 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 pretty. Flowers, sun showers, long summer hours, chocolate shakes, cool waters, hands on my shoulders, feelings like waves crashing on boulders, feeling swimming there, getting wet, about to drown, airplane drones are splashing sound, duty again, yeah, I'm always down, best place to go in the whole dang town, best place to go in the whole dang city, you know I'm right, come watch you flip, come do one with me.